Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight, hosted by Donna Sardula and yours truly, Scott Jones. Here are the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight. Here are the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. Hey there, Scott. How you doing? I'm just ready to dream big. I'm so ready. <laughs> ready? Well, I, I've got Do a question it. for you. Are you a networker? Would you consider yourself a networker? Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty much. I mean, and it's it's more dispositional. I just I genuinely like people and and having new friends. And so I find you know, I'm still, you know, later in life making new and deep friendships. So I'm not one of these people that has like their set group of close friends from like high school or college. Like I find, you know, I I can think of a couple friends who I talk to several times a week who I've met this year. But um, no, but, but is that just simply being friendly? Or is that truly being a networker? Like, are you using these relationships to help them and to forge yourself in your own career? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, all, they're all people that um, I'm working on collaborative projects with right now. Yeah. So there are people that, that um, I'm trying to think most of them have been through podcasting and other kind of production stuff that we've, you know, we're thinking through different ways we can work together. Um, and they become, you know, yeah, they become colleagues that are fun too. So I, I think I, I, I network because i enjoy it like i like i genuinely like the the newness of people it's not it's not something where i have to kind of uh, all right it's time to put my networking pants on and you know i'm gonna grit and smile it it, it tends to be something i, I genuinely enjoy doing because i think people are generally the most enjoyable aspect of life right? i mean they're they're the most unpredictable interesting you know adventurous part of life it's, Unless you're climbing K2 or something, I guess that's. Pretty <laughs> well, I, you know, for introverts, I think it's a little harder, you know, to, to do that, to reach out. But at the same time, I agree, you know, there's, there's people are interesting and, and sometimes you do, you know, to, to reach out is, is a good thing. But our, our guest today is an amazing networker. His name is Larry Kaufman. And Larry is the best-selling author of The NCG Factor a formula for building life-changing relationships from college to retirement. He's a connector, giver, and rainmaker who lives his life to help others succeed. He's a senior-level sales and operations leader running the Midwest region for Jefferson Wells. Larry's held sales and operational leadership roles in public accounting, financial consulting, recruitment, and other industries. He has hired and developed inside and outside sales forces. But what I think is really the big thing, the big claim to fame Larry has is that he really is this powerful force in helping small, mid-market, and larger companies by providing hundreds of corporate introductions to companies and business professionals wishing to expand their client base. Uh, Larry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. And I, I am wearing my networking pants today, so thanks for referencing that, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So that's what you, we'd like to hear. You, 
So, so Larry, you, you wrote a book, The NCG Factor. I know what NCG stands for, but maybe our audience doesn't. Could you enlighten us? N is for networking, C for connecting, G for giving. So they all come together and build this formula to build these life-changing relationships, you know, from the you know onset of college all the way till the time we retire and through, you know, during our retirement as well. Don't stop building those relationships. You know, I like how you how you 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 know you say it's it's you know from from you know college, but honestly, it could be even earlier than that too. And and isn't it funny that like they don't really teach that in school, do they? You know, the power of relationships and how to network and how to you know do that type of thing. They they really don't, but some do. Some STEM related programs. I have actually spoken to. You know, some of the the junior seniors in in high school that are on that fast track to, you know, they want to be leaders uh, through the Girl Scouts. I spoke to uh, an aspiring group of of young women who want to be leaders. It was called Camp CEO. So I am catching some of those early that do want to take that path and do want to learn about building relationships. So kind of fun to catch them earlier, but I thought putting high school to retirement I didn't know if I could, you know, capture that audience, but I don't mind helping them at that younger age. Yeah, it's it to me. It's just I know I didn't really learn about that until much later in life, and in some ways, I do wish that you know it was something that was more um, important. So I, I love that you you go back and you say you know to you know for the you know in with the college, um, you know, to be a connector. And to be a giver, you know, means you're, you're working with takers. <laughs> so <laughs> how can a person pivot from taking and receiving kindness to giving and providing value? Well, you know, I, I always ask people after I they read the book, you know, it's in the book, but if they hear me speak or just in general, just to reflect on, you know, your own legacy you know, your living legacy today, how do people perceive you? And, you know, what would people say about you? And sometimes when people start thinking about that, they realize, well, you know, they'd say I'm a good spouse or significant other or parent or great as a leader or a part of a team. But then beyond that, how are you perceived? What do you do? And so some people that maybe fall into that taker category Sometimes they need help to make the conversion. But if they could just say these five words every day and as and many as many conversations as they have every day, they could say, how can I help you? That taker, you know, label is going to be removed. And, and they have to execute too and follow through. Because if we do say, oh, great, well, you know what? This is how you can help me. Oh, no, I was just saying that because... <laughs> I don't want to be perceived as a taker, but uh, I, I think it's it's you know self-realization that you may be falling into that category. And I'll tell you, people have read my book, and they they go, you know what? I think I've been a taker. You know, I haven't really. So they almost have to read the book to realize that. But I love helping people make that conversion, and and I also think you could help takers make that change, and it, it's guiding them to be better at giving, better at connecting. So sometimes they need a little coaching from 
from people like you, Scott and Donna and myself. But I mean, even if you do, you know, give and help a taker, I still feel like that that goodness is still out there in the universe and, you know, it, it may come back to you. So it's it still sort of balances out. But how did I mean, how did you become a connector? Was it I mean, did you have that like epiphany? Was it something that you were taught? I mean, at what because because, Larry, you are so helpful. You are so kind. You are always there. You are always thinking of other people. I have no idea how you manage this 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 impressive network that you have. And, and I'm always in awe when I see you out there and what you do. I, I think how one, how did he learn it? And two, how does he how does he manage it? Well, the way that I learned it was from someone else who sort of coached me down that path. And I, I wrote about uh, Brian in my book. He's an attorney. And as a, a, a newer attorney, I met him many years ago, you know, probably about 2000 six or seven. And I was told that I'm going to be introduced to an attorney. And in my line of business that I was in at the time, it didn't really align. Like I was like, why am I meeting some attorney? And, you know, he did it. He did IP intellectual property. But the woman that introduced me said, Larry, he's just a great person. He actually is great at developing business and he does something unique. And what his unique ability was at the end of our meeting, he said, Larry, I'm going to introduce you to two people you don't know. And I thought, you know, that was weird to me. I was like, why? You know, why, why are you going to do that? He said, because it's going to enhance your network. And what I didn't realize is he was a connector and he was connecting me to other people. And, and I started to reflect upon that. And I thought, well, maybe I could start to do it. So it took me a little time. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm, I'm right away. Now I'm going to be a connector. But I think getting to see that type of approach, when I started to meet with people, I thought, oh, Donna, let me connect you to a couple of people you don't know. And so that's kind of where it started. But I had to hone that. So it has taken me a long time to be a good connector. And the way I'm a, a better connector is by building a network of people that I may never do any business with but they're going to help other people that need their services or solutions. Just like Donna, what you do, you help so many with, you know, profile, resume, optimization, development, all the things you do, the creativity of you and your team is unbelievable. I love what you do. So maybe, you know, and I've used your services, but maybe I don't need them all the time, but so many others I know need what you do and I don't do what you do. So it's good to have a Donna. It's good to have a Scott. It's good to have, I have weird people in my network all over the world that help other people. They'll never help me, but they're helping other people. Yeah. And and you become that person that people go to because they know you have that, that network and they need something and they come to you. And I almost see that then works to your benefit because they're always coming to you. So of course they're going to, to help you out when, when you need that assistance as well. Well, and I agree. I, I think if we could all be a go-to for those in our inner circle, and even some of our outer circle, that's a great thing we're, that we're only, always thought of. And so I've, I've told my team that works for me that if your clients only think of you for what we market and sell and provide versus 
they come to you because their child uh, needs help with an internship or some coaching or their charity, something with their charity. They're thinking of you for other things besides what you do in your job and you're, you're developing a better relationship with your yeah. parents. You know, I, I keep thinking about that, um, that one quote. I use it in my LinkedIn presentations, um, but it's Robert Kiyosaki. He says, the richest, most powerful people in the world look for and build networks Everyone else just looks for a job. I like that. And and I, you know, I think there's there's a lot of truth to that. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, let me just, you know, let me not use my network. Let me just, you know, throw my resume into, you know, an applicant tracking system or a black hole of, you know, a job portal. And, you know, I do think people like to help other people. You know, I really do believe that. And and you know, sometimes you have to ask for help, but at the same time, you also have to be looking and seeing how can I connect and how can I help others? Well, I, I agree. Actually, I was I was working with a business leader in the HR space and uh, she was kind of, you know, downsized. Her role was eliminated. And so she was still working at that company. And I, I said, hey, and she's helped me before. And I said, by the way, we should connect. I want to figure out how I can help you land your next job. And she was just, you know, totally taken aback. She didn't ask. I asked her. Yeah. And and if we can do more of that, the world's a better place. And and I sleep better at night when I do that. You know, it just makes me happier, you know, when we help other people like that. So when when would you say you started all of this? Like, was it has this been from the beginning of your career or did it sort of happen later into your career that I mean, you really started to? Well, Donna, that's why I wrote the book from college to retirement, because in college, I wasn't doing it. In my early career, I wasn't doing it. It was really mid-career. So it was you know, 15, 16 years ago that I started that process because of that attorney. But I wasn't a giver and connector in college. Believe me, uh, there was no connecting. <laughs> it was connecting, uh, you know, uh, alcoholic beverages to my <laughs> That was it, right? And so I wasn't thinking about helping others. I, I wasn't tutoring anybody. Probably couldn't anyway. I wasn't. I wasn't building relationships, you know. And I, and so it, it really took me time, and it was really kind of mid-career. I, and that, that's why I'm trying to catch people now earlier. And you said high school. Hey, fine. If I can get them at high school, awesome. And high school, believe me, you know, college, I wasn't great at doing anything there on the connecting networking front, high school, forget it. No, and I can't even remember that far back. <laughs> but, you know, but I'm thinking like, what would, what was it like for you? Cause I remember when I stumbled upon LinkedIn and I'm thinking LinkedIn must've, when you, when you, when you first stumbled upon it, were you like, oh my gosh, this, this can actually support what it is that I believe and, you know, I'm doing. Well, you know, you know, LinkedIn. So I joined LinkedIn when there was about a million one hundred thousand members. And Is that like two thousand and five, two thousand and four, about four, two thousand four. But I was invited when there was about a hundred thousand by a gentleman that used to work for me, and and I totally just blew off that that email. That was spam, whatever. And I just I kept it. And I tucked it away. And then I went into uh, doing some recruitment as part of a business I was in with a partner. And I found that that invite to this LinkedIn thing. So, well, then it was at a million one and, and I joined. 
and I was using it for recruitment. But then, you know, I met this woman said, hey, I have a group of like 30, 35, you know, small business owners that meet once a month. You're using LinkedIn. Can you talk to them how to use it as a business owner? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a big public speaker and I don't, I'm just learning LinkedIn. And I did it. And that was my start of speaking and training on LinkedIn. But when I started to really realize how powerful it was, it, it changed everything for me. And so, you know, you're right. I mean, it's it's been a godsend to me. I'm a better connector because of it. I'm a better giver because of it. I'm curious, when you run into people you're working with that look, they're they're they are building networks, right? And they're connecting people, but they're but it's not materializing for them, right? There have to be those people where, you know, they're relational people and they're they're making they're making contacts and and they're and connectors, but like but it's not really expanding their own professional horizons or capacities. Are there are there are there common threads you see where it's like, hey, I'm trying to be a giver, I'm trying to, but it's not really materializing. Or do, or do you think they're just actually not doing it, or is there is there ways where people do the practices but get stuck, or just or, or just have bad luck? Well, I I think it's the network you build. I mean, we can take every networking meeting as well. So are they meeting with the people that align with what they do? And and I meet with a lot of people that really don't do what I do. I, you know, I built that foundation network of the people that align with my business people. You know, I, you know, I typically would interact with every day and asking how I could be helpful. I think part of it is, are you expecting in return? Right? So it does come back around. So don't, network and try to help and give and connect with people expecting something in return immediately. But if you build the right network of people thinking about the other person, that's why I don't like to be referred as that networker necessarily. If you define networking as I've, I've redefined it in the NCG factor, and you're thinking about the other person rather than a collection of business cards, I'm good with that. So if you're, Larry, are you doing NCG networking? Yes. But for people out there, it takes you know some time to build it to become the right kind of giver and the right kind of connector. But you know, I, I was helping a gentleman transition, and he was not a connector and he was not a giver. And I didn't give away his name in my book, but you know, he was in his early fifties and really had a great career, very successful, thirty years uh, in the real estate world, and then you know found out that they were changing direction of the business, the family business, and said, you're, you're out, you know, and, and he had advanced notice, but here he is 53 and his network was really tiny, a sliver in the real estate world. And so when I met him, I expanded his network still in the real estate world, but to people that are connectors. And when he started to see that he started to become a connector, like I did from that attorney and he liked it. He said, I almost wish I didn't get a job, which he did from this process because he loved connecting so much. So I, I don't, I think people shouldn't overthink it. And it's, it's baby steps and don't expect in return, it will come back. But, you know, start with the people that align with your world. And then you could do like I did, bringing in all types of strange people from all over to honor requests that people have that are strange and normal too. So, what's uh, a strange person? Who's the strangest person you brought in your world? Like, what's Scott, the strangest contact? 
Scott, we're thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, like, does he have clowns and, like, balloon artists? Exactly. No, no. Mimes, other um, mimes, you know. I I would say, you know what, though? I would say, you know, strange requests or unusual requests may be, you know, hey, my kid wants to be an FBI profiler. Not everyone could help that person connect to someone in that world. My kid wants to work for the Secret Service or go into law enforcement. You wouldn't think to come to me where I come from more of the accounting world, right? That Larry's the guy I go to for that. So, but if, if it was, I want to be a clown, I can connect you to someone that's a clown. So I could do those things. And I like, I do like when people ask me weird stuff. I mean, illegal stuff, no. Weird and unusual requests where you don't know where to go. But yes, if you want to become a clown, Scott, I will connect you and get you set up. Yeah, I love the little cars they drive. You know, I think that's kind of, I think that would be the, the real virtue of it, right? You know, yeah. and plus, I, I just love that song. Bring out the clowns that, you know, like it's, here's it's, the, it's fantastic. And here's the thing, Scott, this is something you might not know, but like people do clown on the side. And I was at a networking event, met this very lovely man who was in you know, IT technology and we did a networking uh, like coffee and he produced a, a picture of him and his wife in full clown. <laughs> it was awesome. He was hysterical. He was, he was, he's, he's now since passed on, but there's, there are people who do clowning on the sides. So. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. Do, do people feel threatened, Larry, by your network? I mean, do you ever find that maybe sometimes you don't get opportunities because they're, they're scared of you and what you bring to the table? No, I, I think they want to learn how I did it and how they could, you know, maybe replicate it on a smaller scale. But I, I don't think people are threatened. I think people are, are intrigued and interested. And not everyone has, has done that. That's why I, I tell people it's good to self-reflect on your, your living legacy and and frankly, what are people going to say when you're gone, right? So I, you know, I want there to be a, a party at, you know, when they're they're giving my eulogy and, and singing and dancing and and alcohol and and saying great things, you know, that there was good things to remember me by. So how are people remembering you today? You know, so I, I think it's it's not about being threatened. I think it's just about that self-reflection and and understanding you know, how I did it and how you could replicate it even at a smaller scale. Do you, how often do you self-reflect? I mean, do you have, I mean, do you put that into your calendar? Because a lot of our, our previous guests have talked about that, the importance of, you know, knowing who you are, what you stand for, where you are, that type of thing. And something that keeps coming back, I don't think a lot of people really do that. So if, if a person was to start, you know, really going deep inside, you know, into themselves, how do they do that? I mean, is it, I always, I always suggest journaling to people, but I mean, is this something that you do weekly? Is it something that you do monthly? Is it something that you just, just do when you, you know, hour of the wolf at 3am and you can't sleep? Well, I will tell you in writing the book and, and thinking about the concept of my book was probably four five, six years of self-reflection and that I needed to articulate into my book what people should be thinking about doing. And so my whole book was kind of self-reflection. 
and thinking back how terrible I, I've been. You know, I felt so bad when I looked at my own legacy. You know, what are what are people thinking about me? And and going back, you know, just early career, mid-career, I, you know, before I made that that change. And so I think, you know, people need to self-reflect in different ways. My journaling was my book, right? So that was that was my self-reflection. So people could do some journaling. It's maybe just talking to people on their network. So how do you perceive me? Have I been a good trusted advisor, personally a good friend? It could be spouse, significant other, parent. All those things are good for self-reflection, but I want people to go outside of their family role and outside of their, but, but in their role in business, if you're a leader, how does your team think about you? If you ask your team, like I, I tell my team, look, I want you to know I am here to help you, your clients, family members, and I do. And I and I push it out to them. Hey, don't forget, I can help you here, there. Make sure you come to me. And so, you know, I've do, I've done that. It's just about how people want to do it. So reading the book, I do emphasize it, and it's a task at the end. You got to self-reflect. How do you feel about yourself? Have you been a giver, taker, connector? You know, what, what do you feel about your, your legacy today? What are people going to say about you? And if you don't feel good when you're gone, when that eulogy takes place, well, that takes a lot of change then. And I want to, I've had many people tell me they've changed the way they do things. I mean, just reading the book, they have self-reflected, I'm changing. And that's what I want people to do. Where do your sense of values come from? Because obviously your project is a really, and in your life, your own career is very value driven. I mean, does that come from a spiritual tradition? Does it come from reading philosophy? Does it come from family roots? I mean, what word is, what's the value driver? So, you know, I want to, I love my family and my family was a giving family, but you know, it wasn't a family of connectors and, and all that. I think, you know, where it came from, uh, I think it was just, I really think it was just that that attorney that I met and that started it. And, and what happened is I had my transformation. I had my epiphany. By seeing what happens when you connect someone else to someone else, maybe they didn't know, but, you know, I say in my LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile, I'm a precise connector and powerful connector because when I connect someone to someone where there is something they have in common, they help each other, there's commerce that goes on, or just they found their brother from another mother, their sister from another mother through that connection, and then I hear that back, that's what's driven me. And so I think it's just been evolving, Scott. It wasn't um, the, the values I had early on. Maybe it was in me somewhere. Writing the book really helped me, but but actually being that early connector and then seeing the connections, not just by saying, I'll connect you to two people you don't know. I'm going to connect you to someone that you may not know, that you should know, that you didn't know, that's going to be helpful in your business or life and because of X, Y, and Z. Or I just found out I, I helped an individual connect to a significant other because I also do some matchmaking. I'm a connector. And he said, you know, that person you introduced me to, we've been dating for a year. And it's very serious. 
And he said, I've been holding back and haven't told you. <laughs> so, and so, you know, I love that. That That's powerful. So it's those types of things that have just made me want to do more and be more precise about it. You're like a genie in a bottle. I want to rub the bottle and see what you can do for me, dude. I mean, this sounds fantastic. That, that would be fine. I don't know how quite to take that, but uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> can, you just give me, can you just give me three networking wishes? You know, you sound amazing. Well, thank you, Scott. You got it, buddy. Whatever you want. <laughs> wait, wait. See, he's a giver. He's practicing what he preaches. He's a giver. That's right. Larry, if you had just if you could give our audience just like one tip, maybe one easy next step to get them started on this path, beside besides purchasing the NCG factor, which I highly, highly recommend, what would that one tip be? The one tip, you know, it's those five words. I think that's the easiest way once you start and ask, how can I help you? And I know there's listeners that are in that transition as well in networking. And I actually tell the folks in transition to say, hey, Donna, you know, thanks. Thanks a lot for you know taking the meeting today. I'm glad uh, that Scott introduced us. I'm in transition, but I also want to know how can I help you today? And when you do that in a transition meeting at the onset, it sets a different tone for that entire networking meeting that's not all about you. Well, Larry, I mean, my goodness, who who says that? I mean, that would be the number one differentiator. I mean, I have interviewed many people. No one has ever asked me, what can I do for you? I mean, talk about really setting yourself, you know, above and beyond all the other people. I think that's that's fabulous. Fabulous advice. Thank you. Larry, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Donna, Scott, you guys are the best. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with everybody. And thanks for letting me do similar. Real pleasure. Help some people today, Larry. I have no doubt. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. If you like the show, please do us a favor. Go into iTunes and write a review and give us a rating or share it with a friend via social media or email if you think they'd benefit from these conversations. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Until then, keep dreaming big.